everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He is an award-winning writer, producer, and director whose full-service media company has become synonymous with the kind of visual artistry that captivates the viewer without compromising the accuracy, integrity, and authenticity of the story he hopes to create. Case in point, his recently released docudrama based on the international bestseller of the same name, Tortured for Christ, the true horrific yet hopeful story of evangelist Richard Wormbrand, whose 14 years of torture and imprisonment for his faith would spawn the now worldwide organization known as Voice of the Martyrs. Here to share more of that story and the man who filmed it in cooperation with Voice of the Martyrs and co-writer and executive producer Steve Cleary is director filmmaker John Gruders. John, welcome to Testimony. Wow, thank you, Jensine. John, before we begin, I just have to tell you that Northern Michigan in the summer, that Northern Michigan in the summer is a favorite destination of my husband and I, and I understand your production company is located in Holland, Michigan? Yeah, that's uh, that's where we're located, and uh, it's not quite as far north as I wish it were, because I agree with you, northern Michigan is, uh, is a heavenly place to me, and I moved there as a, as a high school kid from the desert. I know you're out in Palm Desert. I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we took that, that move from, from the desert to the promised land, so I, I'm a fan of the north of Michigan. Amen and amen. So for our brief time here today, let's get right to it. Can you share with our audience in brief the story behind Tortured for Christ and your interest in bringing it to the big screen? Yeah, the story behind this movie is really the story of Richard and Sabina Wormbrand. And uh, if you don't know those names, if you've never heard of them, they were uh, a couple who lived in the country of Romania and uh, were kind of just a dynamic couple, highly talented and uh, Richard had become a Lutheran pastor, and his church was going gangbusters. And then World War II comes along, and the, and the Nazi Germans invade Romania. And Richard is excited for the chance to reach out to the Nazis with the gospel. So he uses every chance he can to, to preach to the, to the Nazis. And they throw him in jail, and they beat him, and all this happens. Well, World War II uh, ends, the Germans lose, um, and their country, Romania, was basically given as a spoil of war to the, to, to the Russians, to Stalin. And so in 1944, these poor Romanians now, having once been invaded by the Nazis, are now invaded by the communists. And a million communist troops just pour over the country, take over virtually you know, all aspects of life, including the church. And uh, atheism is the official religion, and uh, Christianity is the one only threat, really, to the atheistic uh, communist regime. And so the ministers and leaders of the churches are put under... Uh, sort of strict surveillance and basically ordered to turn into government spies on their congregation and it's just a very very difficult time so the church the, the living church goes underground and richard and sabina are very aggressive in what they can do to try to reach these 
soldiers who they have love for in their hearts who have been raised in atheism and sent you know, away from home, so they're constantly finding ways to smuggle Bibles to the soldiers and reach them, and they baptize some. Inevitably, they both end up in prison. So Richard is snatched from the streets by the secret police in 1948, on February 29th of 1948. And that begins what will be 14 years in prison for him. And uh, as he said, you know, to be in prison under the communists uh, is to be tortured. That was their, their method. They are constantly trying to re-educate the prisoner to come around to their way of thinking. And to get the prisoners to come around to, to their way of thinking, they, they abuse them physically and emotionally and in every possible way. So the, the, the title of the film, Tortured for Christ, is taken from a book that was released in 1967. So we, we initiated this film as a 50-year commemoration of that book. And at the end of his 14 years in prison, somehow he was released, and the fact that he survived was just an absolute miracle. And he and his family were, were ransomed and sent to America because he would have just been back in prison. And the first book he wrote in three days was this little book, Tortured for Christ. And it just caught fire in, in its day, and it sold millions of copies. It became a bestseller because in the late 1960s, nobody really had written about or had experienced firsthand what was happening in communist prisons under Stalin's leadership. And Wormbrand was such an intelligent writer and such a um, powerful intellect. He was just the right person to, to tell that story. He was invited to speak in the 60s before a United States Senate subcommittee to give testimony to what the Russians were doing in their prisons. And, and some senators were questioning him and somehow doubting what he said, and he just took his shirt off. <laughs> he said, look at my body. Wow. And he had 18, 18 puncture wounds in his torso. So they started to listen to this, this Wormbrand, and our movie picks up the story back in those days. And it, it was filmed entirely on location in Romania. A number of the prisons that he was held in, it turns out, I found, were, are still sitting there, and they are just uh, awful places to visit, because if you studied what went on behind those walls and the, the level of satanic cruelty that was inflicted upon thousands and thousands of people. You just respect that there was real evil there. At the same time, if you've read the testimonies of some of these people that have been become known as the saints of the prisons, you realize that somehow there was a power of light that uh, persisted in those places. And the names we're still talking about and the stories we're telling and the heroes that are emerging were not Stalin and not the communists and not the, the, the prisoners, but the men of faith who persevered and Richard was one of them. So it was a great pleasure to film this in Romania, in the locations where much of it happened, both the streets and the apartments and rivers, as well as some of these actual prisons. And it was a great pleasure to cast it with Romanian actors who were just sublime in their performances and a joy to work with. So that's the story of Tortured for Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to director John Gruder's the recently released docudrama Tortured for Christ, based on the international bestseller of the same name. John, being tortured is not the most pleasant thing to have to capture on film, I would imagine. How then did you decide on what scenes to film and why? It's a really great question and a very practical one because, um, for one thing, there was a lot of just abhorrent acts from which to pick. 
so that's one thing. The other thing is I didn't by any means want to make this a horror film or a slasher film. It wasn't a chance to exercise, you know, how much gore can we show. That was never the point. At the same time, even though this, this film is probably primarily designed to be shown to the body of Christ, um, we had been told from the beginning, you can tell the story. You know, this doesn't have to be G-rated so that our seven-year-olds are going to be, you know, you kind of can't tell this story with integrity without staring in the face a little bit of the kind of physical, practical, creative cruelty that was inf you know, inflicted upon these guys. So, you know, I, I picked a few scenes that I thought were indicative and studied like Sherlock Holmes, who could put you into a state of real tension without having to do what uh, some modern movies do. So there are scenes that will make you feel and experience, I think, how can one human being do this to another person? But I hope most viewers would recognize that, you know, this was never to be an exercise in sort of cinematic gore by any stretch. We're exploring really the overcoming faith. I mean, I was looking up your theme verse, Revelation 12:11, and, and the second half of this, where they did not love their lives in the face of death. Mm -hmm. And I think that was true. Richard and these people, they had given their lives to Christ. That was actually done. And once that had happened, they were fearless in the face of these prisoners to to the point where they would never stop preaching. They would never stop praying for them. And the miracle is they actually um, loved their, their torturers and prayed for them and showed them an unhuman response, which was love in the face of hatred. And uh, that's what's so inspiring about these you know, kind of heroes to me, that their faith wasn't just a theological opinion that they had formed. It wasn't just a bunch of proper theological ideas that they'd been convicted of. It was a change in their very heart and soul to the point where they were filled enough with the Holy Spirit of God that they could act with ridiculous grace towards people who had nothing but evil. And, and Richard just saw them as children of God who had lost their humanity. And at one point he says, I don't blame a crocodile for eating a man. So how can I blame this communist jailer for beating me? Like, he had separated that. Wow. You were able to authenticate the wording used in the film. Did that come from the book itself? Can you explain? Yeah, um, when I you know, began to work on writing the screenplay, I read five or six. Richard was a prolific writer, as was Sabina. So it was really the book Tortured for Christ was, was the primary source. But some of his other books, like In God's Underground, which really expanded on more of the story. And uh, Sabina has a fantastic book called The Pastor's Wife. It's sort of interesting, uh, Jensen, he was in solitary confinement for almost three years. I mean, he was in a small little cell the size of a table, and they kept it in absolute silence. There was a light bulb on the, on the ceiling. He didn't know day or night, seasons. He couldn't see the sky. You know, we found some of these isolation rooms, small, tiny, and I shut myself inside this little room for you know, a minute or two, you know, and I was instantly ready to get out. I can't imagine spending years. But one of the things he did was, you know, as long as he could, he held on to a routine where during the day he would compose in his mind, he had no writing instruments, he would compose a sermon. And his knowledge of the scriptures was so thorough that he could you know, pick uh, passages, and he kind of occupies his mind during the day. At night, when the 10 o'clock bell signals it's time to sleep, he'd spend an hour in prayer, and then about 11, he would begin to, you know, preach his sermon. 
as if he was speaking to his congregation. He had to keep his voice down, he wasn't allowed to speak, but he delivered a sermon to the angels in the room. Later, years later, when he's out, he, he wrote a bunch of those sermons down as he remembered them, and, and I was able to read those sermons. So all that is to say, most of the words, most, that come out of Richard or Sabina's mouth in the screenplay are words that are taken from their own writings. So I do hope and believe that we are meeting them um, as authentically as we can through this film. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to award-winning writer, producer, and director John Gruders. His latest must-see docudrama, Tortured for Christ, the Richard Wormbrand story, based on the international bestseller of the same name. You can learn more about John Gruder's work, ministry, and mission by visiting johngrudersproductions.com and torturedforchrist.com. You will be profoundly blessed, inspired, and touched for Christ that you did. Director Gruders, it has been an absolute joy having you share just a little of your passion behind your filmmaking, and in particular, the lengths you went to achieve this very real, authentic, and raw look at torture behind prison walls that most of us will never have to experience, but one brave soul and lover of Jesus did, Richard Wurmbrand, an example of what it truly means, as you alluded to earlier, to love your enemies no matter the cost. We thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Genevieve. Good to talk with you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony.